are you spending your time? What problems do you want to solve? What career paths exist and how will you get there? Get the inside scoop on college and career options. Let's plan your future. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andra Anderson, Program Coordinator for Next Generation Scholars. I'm super excited for our special guest today, Darius Johnson. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I'm so excited. So this is like a full circle moment for me. So when I was working at Washington College in admissions, Darius was one of the, I'm pointing at him, you can't see this, but I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> Darius was one of the first students that I, I got the opportunity to work with. And I remember coming into Kent County High School to give you a scholarship, an award to go to Washington College. And now he's sitting here and he has a new job that we're going to talk about. And I'm just so excited to see this journey and and be here with you. So thank you so much for for being here. It's a pleasure. Always yeah. a pleasure to come back to Kent County High. Yes, I love that. I love that attitude. Go Kent County. Oh, yeah. So tell, tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, all of those good things. Yeah, so um, as you said, my name is Darius Johnson. Um, I'm from Kent County. Uh, I was born in Easton, but raised in Kent County. My family's rooted here hundreds of years on both sides. And, um, you know, it's something that I really take a lot of pride in, which I think speaks to me coming back here. Um, and it's been interesting. You mentioned in full circle and for the longest time uh, or for the past several years since I've graduated from Kent County High, I've always had one foot in and one foot out of Kent County. Um, even though I wasn't living here, I was always coming back, volunteering or helping my dad out with this concrete business, just always staying attached in some way. So now I finally have an opportunity to kind of just jump, you know, 10 toes down into some good work for Kent County that I'm really excited for. I'm really excited for this next step. So we just, we established before this, this is your 10-year reunion for Kent County High School for 10-year graduation reunion, right? Yeah, yeah. 10 yeah, years. It's pretty surreal. Yes. <laughs> well, take us back 10 years ago or even 11 years ago when you were sitting in classrooms at Kent County High School as a senior. What was going through your mind? What did you think was going to be your next step or what did you envision yourself doing? Well, I mean... Main thing wanted to get out of Kent County. <laughs> that was uh that was the mentality of myself, my classmates. I mean, you know, we definitely were, were um, an ambitious class, and you know, just wanted to go out and see the world and do good for the world. And um, yeah, junior senior year, as I was getting ready for college and planning for that, um, I was like everybody else. I was looking out the other colleges, University of Maryland, uh, Drexel in Pennsylvania, a couple of others. Um, but, you know, I, I got an opportunity to apply to Washington College, um, specifically with the help of the Vincent Henson Scholarship. And, you know, when I received that, you know, there was no way that I could say no to spending four more years in Kent County at an institute, institution like Washington College. Um, just a, a, a huge financial support for my family. Uh, my cousin, Joyelle, she was actually the first Vincent Henson mm -hmm. Scholar. So, you know, that's a double impact, you know, for our family right there. Um, so all I have to say, you know, it just showed me that there's a lot of opportunity in Kent County as well if I wanted to stay and try and make the most of it. So, um, yeah, I, d I decided to stick around. And it's, it's funny because I, I talked to my dad a lot about, you know, just my class and, you know, just about his time growing up. He was class of 77, Kent County High. And he always says that his class was similar to ours and that they were super ambitious um, everybody left, but he was the only bonehead that stuck around. <laughs> and uh, he still says it to this day, but, you know, he's doing pretty well for himself. And, um, 
you know, I've adopted a lot of values and mentalities that he has as well. So it's good to be back. Yeah. It's so funny that you say your your class wanted to to leave. I When I think of alumni from King County High School, the class of 2011, I know for whatever, I don't know all of you, but I know so many of you just because of how involved you all are in the community. And I think that speaks volumes. I mean, that class, you know, they wanted, they had all these good ambitions, but they're they're all giving back in, in yeah. different ways. So right. that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, what careers did you think might be did you think you wanted to pursue when you were in high school? Yeah, I was, um, I say was pretty much all over the place. You know, I still kind of am now. I like to get my hands on a bunch of different things. But back then, um, I was actually in the Project Lead the Way engineering program. I didn't finish the pathway um, just because something didn't work out in my courses senior year. But I was pretty into that, honestly. Um, always been interested in the built environment. So I was looking at engineering from that aspect. Um, but I'd also been pretty interested in criminal justice. Um, I'm a big proponent for serving the community and helping people in need. You know, I you know appreciate and try to you know empower justice in anything that I do and just make sure that people are aware of opportunities and challenges with that. So um, that was an angle that I was going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I went to Washington College, uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. The engineering program there was a three-two engineering program. So three years at Washington College and two years at University of Maryland. But my scholarship required me to stay at Washington College for all four years. Um, and then it was pretty much the same thing for the justice track. There was a pre-law justice track that I think was a 3-2 as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I just kind of fell back on business, which, um, you know, it worked out for me. You know, my, my dad, he's self-employed. You know, he um, has this concrete masonry business that he's had ran himself for about 25 years now. My mom has her own house cleaning business that she also partners with uh, her sister who has her own, you know, service and set of clients. So it's always been something that my family has just um, just got by on, you know, being self-employed, self-sufficient, working with their hands to get by. Mm-hmm. So that business world really stuck with me. And I think it's given me a chance to just continue getting my hands into a bunch of different areas as I've grown up. Yeah. And that's been so uh, we're fortunate at MBRT. Darius has been a great volunteer with our our program with with the next generation scholars and the we were just doing a program analysis and of all of the programs that we've done all the workshops that we've offered do you remember the one where we did the marshmallows and the spaghetti oh yeah that was their favorite overall like that scored the highest (laughs) (laughs) so they loved that it was such a challenge they had to work together they had to think outside the box and that of all of the different programs that we held on college campuses that was the one that was like highest score across the board <laughs> that's a beautiful thing because i i was on google the week before trying to figure out what to do <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> like yeah. oh no what do i do with this <laughs> well it worked out because they loved it and they still talk about it. i actually had a student send me a picture of it not just the other day like do you remember when we did this program like yes i do and that's so funny because that's awesome. going to be talking with areas so that's really funny so it it resonates with the students they like they like with the hands-on too and, and they appreciated that workshop so oh yeah oh yeah so, okay, you went to Washington College, business. What happened next? Yeah, so um, I spent a great four years at Washington College, studied a lot of different things, made a lot of great friends. And um, really two weeks after graduation, I was just like, it's time. I, I have to finally get out of Kent County. Um, and I actually took a job at a company called Prometric in Baltimore, um, a global company, but um, I was based in a White Marsh office focusing on corporate analytics. Uh, had a four-person team, 
And um, that was just an amazing opportunity in itself because it really gave me a chance to take the blinders off mm-hmm. of just living in a small county. Um, you know, not only was I in you know a completely different area than I had grown up in, but I was working with people you know from all over Baltimore. Um, you know, one week I'd be on a call with somebody in India, you know, the Middle East or Ireland, um, just trying to figure out how to you know all work together, pull all different business components of the organization in those, in a way that uh, just made it more efficient, more effective for the people that we were serving. So um, that was a great opportunity that just showed me what the workplace was like and you know how different personalities came together towards a mission um but the role had me going down a pretty heavy programming track which i just i i could do it and i was interested in it but when it came to the day-to-day in the weeds work of programming that just wasn't my interest i was more so interested in the big picture how does these solutions help a you know business alter their strategies or things like that so um all I had to say about after, I think it was like a year and three months, um, I actually moved on to a position at Johns Hopkins Neurology in their fundraising department um, where I was a gift processor. And that role was a pay cut. Um, the title wasn't that great. Um, it was pretty much a bottom of the wrong position, but it was something where I just decided to take a chance because I knew that Johns Hopkins had a really great name attached to it. Um, I could take classes there for free, and it gave me a chance to really no- learn the nonprofit world. Um, just from the ground up and from really the most important area, which is the fundraising, you know, and that's how it keeps it going. So um, I spent about 10 months there. Um, An interesting thing I'll say about those first two opportunities, um, at Premetric and at Hopkins, my hiring managers and supervisors were Washington College alumni. Wait, was Prometric Derek Trot? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yes. We called him Dr. Deny in Washington College Admissions. <laughs> he loved to deny students. And I, in a good way, I mean in the best way possible where it was like, you want to go to medical school, but you failed biology. I Talk to me about this. <laughs> yes, yes. He, oh, man, he was so fun to work with. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Washington College and then Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins, uh, Heather Culp. And she's, oh, yes. Yeah, he- I knew her as Heather Spurrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah Heather yes, Spurrier yes, Yeah. Yeah, so she's um, she's still the director. I forgot his positions work, but director of development there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It was just great to have those two there um, and kind of open those doors for me. And both of them helped make my transition out of those experiences a lot easier because they knew that I was moving on to something different, something more or less better, better for me. Um, so, yeah, so after Hopkins, I had a great experience there, but I left after about 10 months um, for an opportunity with the Maryland Center for Construction Education and Innovation. And as a part of that, um, I also managed the, um, well, oversaw the ACE Mentor Program at Baltimore. Um, so basically the gist of that is um, the Mailer Center for Construction, MCCI for short, um, just really focuses on creating career opportunities for students in the built environment. So working across government, um, government agencies and partners, industry partners, then also schools throughout the state just to align, you know, the career path opportunities and get kids on those tracks to built environment careers, whether that's doing, you know, webinars and workshops or doing mock interviews or recruiting events or helping them kind of just build out the curriculum in a way that works for students' needs and industry needs. Um, And then for Ace Mentor, um, that was the real nitty-gritty in the work, in the ground uh, programming that we were doing. Um, We worked in 14 schools across Baltimore City, Baltimore County, public schools, private schools, 
and we basically partnered each school up with about four to six mentors who would go on and um, really just work for 15 weeks with each of the student groups doing a mock design project uh, where they could really understand the ins and outs of this is what a big, you know, large scale construction project looks like um, from the pre-design and pre-development processes to putting the budget together to understanding the construction management principles and all that. And um, that was just an amazing experience to see how the students just took all in, took that information in and how they were able to apply it to the real world. Um, and also for me, it was an amazing experience just because I got to travel all around, you know, the Baltimore metro region and, you know, see all these different types of schools. Um, I mean, again, coming from Kent County, you know, you only get a taste of so much, but you know, really getting into seeing how some of the private schools are learning in the county side versus some of the ones in the city, mm-hmm. some of the public schools in the city versus the county schools that were public. You know, there were just so many nuances that was just really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an amazing job. All my experiences have been great. Um, but I think the best thing that I got out of that was I kind of rekindled my love for the built environment and mm-hmm. construction. Mm-hmm. Um I've always had a background in that from working with my dad's concrete business, but never really found my own niche within that. So that's what that role gave me the chance to do. And um, when I left that role, the only reason I left is just because my fiance and I, we wanted to move back to the Eastern Shore. So um, that's where I found myself working for Eastern Shore Land Conservancy, which um, the goal is to primarily protect and preserve uh, agricultural farmland throughout the six counties uh, the six county jurisdiction on the shore from Cecil County down to Dorchester County but it also had uh, two programs focused on climate change and then a program focused on um, town vibrancy which incorporated the built environment um, you know working with towns to improve their streetscapes renovate old buildings create parks and trails that whole nine yards so that was a great opportunity for me to kind of just get my you know, just really get my presence back into the Eastern Shore, you know, really get back into doing some work here um, in a way that I hadn't before. And I had a great run there. Um, About, I think it was almost a little under three years I spent there working, you know, on the program side, doing community revitalization work. And then I eventually transitioned to leading the communications organization. And um, I just could not be more grateful for that experience just because it showed me the Eastern Shore in a different light. and introduced me to so many amazing people. So now, um, here I am with Ken Attainable Housing, and this has just been kind of one of the full circle moments that you mentioned, Andrea. Um, you know, it's something that I've known I wanted to do since I got the Vincent Ensign Scholarship. You know, when I got that scholarship and I recognized the theme behind it and the person behind it and how he was such a community leader and a presence and an activist, um, a catalyst for the community, you know, I knew that getting that scholarship myself, I had to make sure that, you know, I um, just embodied those characteristics and principles of it and what it meant. So that's why I've always had one foot in and one foot out of Kent County. And Kent Attainable Housing gives me a chance to really just jump all the way in um, at a time where I was really ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to be here with this opportunity. Wow, just All of that was 10 years, 10 years. In 10 years, you have had your hands in so many different opportunities and projects. And the theme that I kept hearing, a couple of themes, one was connections. So you had mentioned like you knew somebody at this job or they, you had a similar mutual connection all the way up to your current role as executive director, right? Of Ken Attainable Housing. That's so awesome. 
it brings you right back to Kent County and and serving the community that you that that helped you grow up and helped you realize you know your own strengths and what you can offer and I I love that that connection is is such a big thing and um, the second thing is I think you're you're a service leader like it you you like to get involved in something you're you're interested in that big picture but you you're here to help and every single role has been something that has been helpful and 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 that's that's amazing that's so awesome I appreciate wow it. I love that <laughs> I love that journey and here we, you know we were just talking about this and I think this becomes a theme with every guest that we've had there's no one perfect direct path like you're right. here right. you're there there's no magic formula of okay spend two years at this job and then make a lateral move and then climb up in two years there's nothing like that and right. I know working with seniors sometimes they get especially right now they, they're getting anxious like I have to have my whole life planned because I'm walking across the stage in 10 days or whatever it might be but no I mean you didn't you wouldn't have known about can attainable housing 10 years ago nope. right they but exist exactly <laughs> so listen there are jobs that don't even exist yet and what you need to do is build your character and, and understand your strengths and be coachable be willing to learn and listen and grow and you know, maybe it takes you away from home. Maybe it brings you back home, right? Right. right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, <laughs> two things I want to say that too is it's you've got to have faith and you got to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm. You got to have faith in you know this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do everything I can do to follow that goal. But you have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to get close to what you don't want to happen. Mm. You know, like if that job doesn't work out, you got to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And you got to be okay with it because you have to figure out how you can bounce back and pivot and still reach that goal that you have in some way. And I think that's something that holds a lot of people back, just yeah. that willing to, willingness to be vulnerable and get close to the worst thing that can happen. Because yes. once you do that, it ain't that bad. Right. You know, you just keep on moving like we do with everything else. Yes, and I love your attitude toward like, you know, it was, I learned a lot, but it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It's, it, you're allowed to, you know, you don't have to fall in love with everything, but there's something that you can learn from every experience and right. it can help you. And I'm sure you're now reaching back in your role now thinking, okay, okay, fundraising. Like I have to remember what I was doing there because that's a huge part of, of being with Ken Attainable Housing or, you know, I, I need to reach back to that very first position I had or what was that connection that I made at my last job that, that would help with this? You know, yep. it all connects. It all it all connects, which exactly. is awesome. So in your new role as, as as executive director, what are your what's what's happening next or what's your your main focus or is it a million things? <laughs> it's, it's a million things at once <laughs> right now, <laughs> for sure. But um, I guess I'll start by saying so um, and I'll probably butcher the mission because I'm, I'm still, you know, getting the lay of the land. But um, the goal for Kent Attainable Housing is to break the cycle of poverty in Kent County through home ownership. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of twofold in the sense. Um, one, we help families prepare to purchase a home. So that's the home ownership counseling, financial counseling. I think they have to do 20 plus hours of each of those um, just to be able to qualify on top of having, you know, a good credit score. So we also help them build and repair that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so once they have that in place, then we work with them to actually have a home built and that they can purchase with a low interest mortgage. And typically we try our best to subsidize the cost of the home, either by having the land donated or bringing in their own funds, um, you know, just to help with that and support that. So um, it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty lofty goal. You know, I mean, it, it's something that, you know, 
that's the nature of nonprofits. You know, if you're doing it, if you have a right nonprofit mission, you know, your problem never will be solved, <laughs> you know, because it's something you're always working towards. But um, with Ken Attainable Housing, I know one of the, the main components of the vision is to put 40 families in a home. And really, I'll just say, you know, just I don't want to go too much into details or data or anything like that. But just to say, like, in a place like Kent County, one family can make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And if that family has a strong foundation, which is the home, then that gives them the opportunity to invest more in their health, the education for their children, recreation. Kids have a good place at home where they can work on their schoolwork, you know, have friends come back to. It's a stable environment. So it's one of those things where we just recognize that if we're able to help 40 families have that strong foundation, that has immense impacts just across generations. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we're just doing our best to make sure that we can do that in the um, the way that the families need and the way that the families want. Um, we just finished uh, the first home uh, that we had worked on. Um, it really was a two-year process with a full volunteer board. Um, I think they put in about 750 volunteer hours just across the actual construction, communications, fundraising, getting grants, um, just to get that first home built. Mm. And that really showed me that, you know, things like this really takes the community. Mm -hmm. um, people have to come together around a common issue and a common opportunity like that because at the end of the day, 40 families, that's all for the greater good. Wow. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of where we are right now in a nutshell we're just figuring out the right models to go about acquiring land acquiring homes um or whether we build new or whether we rehab older homes um but the other part of it is just maintaining a really good relationship with our applicant families mm -hmm. so we have about 41 applicants right now um cost 33 families in total that's about 69 children you know encompassed throughout all of that um, over 94% of them are single mothers, single black mothers. Most of them are, are what we call now our essential workforce. Mm -hmm. So um, just with all those statistics in mind, with the, the whole theme of having a strong family foundation, that being the home, it's a critical mission. And at a time like this, it couldn't be any more important to be focusing on just housing opportunities for families in need. Yeah. Wow. This is changing lives. And just especially in this past year where for a good part of the year, we were stuck at home. And if your home situation is not ideal, if you're sharing with lots of people, if you don't have your own space, if you have neighbors upstairs, neighbors downstairs, neighbors to your left, to your right, it's harder to, right. to concentrate. And I think we definitely saw that on the school side with some, some children having a hard time once they got back into the school building, it made such a big difference, but right. it really does all start at, at home. It does. That's it, amazing. You know, I kind of felt it myself. I, the whole last year, my fiance and I, we, we decided to move in with her parents just to save up, get our financial situation in order. And, um, I mean, it was a struggle, you know, <laughs> we had five, was it five people in the house? Six people, four or five pets. Mm-hmm. Wow. One, one, yeah, <laughs> you know, my fiance and I were working full time remotely. You know, her mom, you know, was in and out of the house as a district manager for her work, and then her dad works at NASA as a locksmith. So he was only going in a day a week because there's no locksmithing needed that much if people aren't in the building. Mm -hmm. And then her younger sister, she's a senior in high school, and then her uh, her brother, he had just graduated a few years ago, so he was just trying to figure out what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. So he had all these people in one house just trying to going to life in different ways and figure things out and um 
you know, it was it was a struggle, you know, and I can only imagine what people go through who are less fortunate than we were. We made that choice to step into that environment and just get stable and work our situations out. But a lot of people don't have that choice. Right. And that comes with a lot of negative implications for just trying to live your day to day life. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. I'm so and every Kent County High School graduate and coming back and doing all these amazing things. It's just it's so awesome. And I think it's important for students to see what you can do if you just put yourself out there. And like you said, be be vulnerable, be willing to to learn, be willing to grow and just sort of take each chance as it comes. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. How so thinking now, like, so we have seniors that are getting ready to graduate. We have juniors that are, you know, chomping at the bit to talk about their next step. Like, well, what am I going to do? Because they're hearing all their senior friends talk about where they're going. What advice do you have for them? What would you say? Like, if you could go back in time and talk to young Darius, what would you say? I mean, honestly, this is a really exciting time, in my opinion, to be a high school graduate or a college graduate. I mean, I can understand the anxieties because there's just so much unknown with, you know, how colleges are handling admissions processes and the types of jobs that are going to be coming out and all this and that. But the one thing you can't deny is that the world's transforming right before our eyes. True. And this next, these next 10 years, I think it's going to be the, the peak of everything we've started to see happen in terms of technology um, you know, the way that we work, the way that we treat ourselves with health, you know, the way that we learn. Um, you know, my first job, I was working, I, I, we pretty much had um, a remote colleague from India named Rajesh. And that was my first time ever using, you know, Skype for business, video mm. calls, video chat for work. And that was the norm. By, and that was by necessity. So I, I think over this next decade, you're really going to see a lot of those trends operationalized and become the norm. And I think for, you know, anybody in a school environment these days, whether it's high school or college, if you're staying in tune with those trends and you're making sure that you're staying on top of what you need to learn, um, you know, again, just have faith in whatever you want to do. Like, you'll find your way because there's going to be plenty of opportunity coming down the road. Um, but, yeah, the advice I would just have is just stay informed, stay connected with people. Um Stay connected in a way that's altruistic, you know. Don't just connect with somebody to get something out of them, mm-hmm. but just connect with them just to get to know them and what they believe in, what they value, because you just never know when that connection will come back around to be something important for you. Um, so I just feel like if you stay on top of your trends, your connections, and just what you really want to do as an individual, I-, I think you'll find your way. The anxieties and the challenges all that stuff's going to come. But if you have those three things intact, then I think you can bounce back from anything. That's awesome. I love that. And it's so true. It's changing. We're we, last year, February of last year, we, we always do these presentations with juniors that teaches them like soft skills, what jobs are coming, emerging. We had to scrap that and change mm. it because emerging jobs, we just, Maryland just published the next five years. It's so different. And now there's a huge teacher shortage. There's right. a huge nursing shortage. Like we're, we're being encouraged, and I think you're going to see a lot of scholarship dollars toward right. those things, and that's something that we're we're being asked to really push for for students. Like you know, they're going to make it really enticing to become a teacher, or really enticing to become a nurse, and in, in oh, the yeah. state of Maryland. So it's true, and we wouldn't have said that last year or no. two years ago. That would not have been the conversation. Not so it is changing, and I think that's important for that's really good advice to keep your finger on the pulse of what is happening, and you know, build 
genuine connections with with people. And I really feel like this is a recurring theme. People in Kent County want to see kids in Kent County do well. We want to see students do well. We want to provide them the opportunities. They're out there. You just have to go grab it. (laughs) Go grab it. Go take it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Thank you so much. This has been so informative. I loved, I just love hearing your, your overall career history of 10 years. I'm still like baffled that so much was crammed into 10 years. And not a gray hair yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm checking every day. (laughs) Not yet, not yet. And I'm so excited for this next step in this new venture. I think it's going to help a lot of people and bring really good needed change to to Kent County. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Yes. And and thank you for all your help along the way. I can't deny that too. Yeah. I mean, it's all about connections, right? And now we're having you come back in and help the the next graduating class. So it all full circle. It all comes back around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. I really appreciate you for for being here today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, come back next week. We will be sitting down with two seniors getting ready. They will be 10 days out from graduation talking about their next step. Until then, I'm Andre Anderson, your host of College and Career Corner. Way to be. You're listening to 90.5 WKHS Wharton.